I'm Stephen Adams. This is down to Doug. I'm I'm miffed and peeved. That's not the words. Find us on tlnsmedia.com, dash radio, 5 p.m. Central, Twitter, Time, Monday, Wednesday, Friday. Of course, anywhere is the podcast or watch us streaming the Fry Pod, the Fry Pod live on YouTube on our Fry Pod tripod. I am Luke. Joined this morning by Andrew. Slam throw. Taylor. California boys. Slam throw. <laughs> wow. And Jay. <laughs> it's Jay. That's called improvising <laughs> was there a was there a reference behind that or like a what was your motivation for that man uh jay you just got a yes and you can't go over what someone in improv does you got a yes and you gotta add to it am i right luke right correct <laughs> not certain that luke heard what you said correct <laughs> oh my gosh man so, Stu got's over here on his phone. He's not really paying attention to anything. Correct. So, <laughs> so yesterday, Sam Presti decided that, that he he wanted to get out in front of these narratives in two ways. One, he had an op-ed on the Oklahoman. Two, he had a press conference. It was just funny because it was like, when is he going to have the press conference? Right after Paul George said that they had a mutual parting of ways. He was like, uh, uh, "Now hold on, I, I'm going to meet with the media tomorrow." So. Yeah, and it was, I mean, I don't know. I I watched it this morning, and it was true Sam Presty. Like, the article was very Presty. The oh, yeah. interview was very oh, Presty. Yeah. But there were a few things. The fluffy pancake one, I'm like, is that what they do at the Thunder facility, apparently? Is they that an the, inside joke that we missed? They make the flattest pancakes on earth. What, were they discontent with the fluffy pancakes? I don't know anybody at the end of the season that's contended. Isn't that what he said? Or content. Con, con, he didn't say much. I feel like he made up a word, and I was like, he probably actually knows if that's a real word. So, uh, But he did use the words repositioning and replenishing 45 times. It's his way of saying rebuilding. Yeah. But it's also his way of saying it within the context of like this year. And I, I know Royce has been saying this, and, and all of the, pretty much anybody that's been following closely has been saying that this rebuild isn't going to happen necessarily this year. I think he's just kind of cautioning people like we're so that repositioning part is like the Chris Paul one year era. Or, I mean, it's really not, it's maybe not even one year. Maybe it's when they can get value for him. Right. It's it's not so much like we're going to take a year. It's, when can we get good value for Chris Paul? When yep. can we get good value for Gallinari? That's, that's when it's all going to be a rebuild. I don't think that they're like, hey, let's just try real hard one year. I don't think they really care that much about that. Yeah, I mean, I didn't get a vibe one way or the other. Like, you know, Sam said the things he's sh- supposed to say. Like, yeah, we're really excited for Chris to be here, and we're glad we got Gallo's a great player, and he's got this and these qualities, and we're really excited about that. And all of us are just like, we know you're going to trade Gallinari. Like, we know it. And we know that you've been trying to trade Chris yes. Paul. Yes, we are aware. 
that's why that's why the settings are kind of difficult because you have to think about like okay what's a good question and then what's a question he's actually going to be yes. able to answer yeah. and when you go through it it's like there's really not that many that like yeah. you're super interested multiple in. times he was like again you're asking me a question that somebody else should answer about somebody else yeah. and what they think i yeah. can't speak for the league yeah because somebody asked about you know players and how they tamper and then somebody asked about you know like paul george's personal feelings or something like that he's like again that's something you probably want to ask the players when he starts that way you're like crap like i'm not getting it whoops <laughs> i know right and tumbleson's just over in the corner like checking off people like no tumbleson's on vacay Ooh, dang 100 percent guarantee you he is not all of a sudden like he was not paying attention to that it's like if you ever been on vacation where you still have work going on and you're like crap I'm going to have to pay attention to that. I can't really be gone. Think he was watching on my Periscope? For real. <laughs> Maybe, man. But I don't know. Was there anything super consequential? Like anything that really – what's going to get the Seattle fans really jacked for this one? <laughs> so he got the Seattle – How did that happen? Because he said that – he talked about the challenges of building a team in a small market. And oh. people don't like that. They're like, well, then why would you move them from a big market? And it's like, well, first of all, like Sam Presti didn't move them. And then everybody just got into that. Like, why did they move to Oklahoma City if they're going to complain about the challenges of being in a small market? But the fact is, they're in the small market now. And so you have to acknowledge that there are, it's different than building a team in LA or Philadelphia or Miami. It's just different. And if you don't, it's I mean, not like, and Seattle's a, a bigger city, obviously, isn't it? Yeah. Know, but it's not like Seattle's LA or Miami no, or no, New no. York or Chicago. It's cool, though. It is cool. It is cool. It rains a lot. They've made many movies. The grunge scene came from there. <laughs> Did you Wikipedia <laughs> Seattle? <laughs> uh, Things about Seattle? Tom Hanks lived there in a movie. Yeah. All true. Um, this coffee. Your- they've got coffee. They've got coffee. They throw the fish. They throw fish. They throw. Uh, they throw fish. Ooh, they have a really tall, like needle kind of thing. That's Seattle. Why would you want? To, you know what they don't have there? <laughs> Professional basketball, <laughs> right? Oh, Slam. the fact remains that somebody from Seattle sold the team to somebody from Oklahoma City with who had helped bring no a team to the, the the city already in the Hornets. Why in the world would you think that, oh, they're just going to help me build a new arena? Of course not. I mean, the writing was on the wall. You guys can be mad about it. The Thunder are here. And be mad at Howard Schultz, right? Yeah. And that who sold him? Yeah. Be mad and at your yourself. City, and your city refused to pass alleged, like any sort of tax incentive to change your arena. Yeah. Until like three years ago. Why am I? Well, like, you know, there's nothing. You there know, it's weird, though. Go ahead. Why, why are people getting mad at Presty about that? Like know, right? Howard Beck, like Howard Beck was taking little jabs at it yesterday. It's going to be 2036. No one else is going to be on Twitter, and Howard Beck's still going to be taking jabs at anything OKC related at all. Well, and the, yeah, exactly. And the hard part for me is, I'm like, when does this die? When Seattle? Yeah, gets it's been a team. ten years. That's what Seattle I'm saying. Seattle gets a team, right? Probably. I mean, yeah, probably then, but maybe not. I don't know. I. If I were them, I would feel the same way. Right. Yeah. It's understandable. I would understand. Yeah, why but it's be very not like, 
it's not like Sam Presti was like working behind the scenes. No, to it's, get not on, it. it's not on. It's not on Sam. Like, it's not on Sam. But honestly, I wouldn't care who it was. Like, right. I would just be bitter against I would the whole organization. Whoever, I would yeah. attack whoever it was. They had that thing a year ago where uh, the WWE was there and made fun of them losing the team to Oklahoma City, and they booed right. like louder than they've booed anything in the, like the last few years. Yeah, the, the SuperSonics had a really, really good small portion of Seattle fan base. Like, that's what you realize. They were, like, crazy for the team, but it yeah. wasn't. And, I mean, there's lots of... I, I don't know. This is the most throwback rehashing that we could possibly do. Like, all right, what's the oldest issue that the Thunder have ever had? Okay, let's talk about moving the team. <laughs> the um, Thunder are going to rebuild. Let's just put it all back out on the table. But we're going to also rebuild all the conversations there's that we've a, had there's the a lot of years. There's a lot of layers to it, right? Like, the city was also exhausted of spending their money for franchises. Like, they right. just built the Seahawks, a brand-new stadium. Yep. They just built the Mariners, a brand-new stadium. There's a lot of layers to it. and see, Dude, I would be pissed too. You're absolutely right. Like, that's something worth being pissed off about. But please, like, why, why are, it's one of, maybe it's those things where I'm like, I didn't know it was a thing until like Ham said something and then somebody it's else said something. It's mostly coming from like, Matt Moore's account. Yeah. Uh, yeah. A hardwood paroxysm. So, yeah, it's, I feel bad. Honestly, I just feel bad for them that they're still so mad about it. So mad. But I would I would be mad too. Like I wow. love the NBA. I would not want my team taken away. Um, but the fact, like the fact that they say it was stolen, it's like, all right, guys. Like, sorry. Like the league allowed it. David Stern allowed it. David Stern was more than okay with having a team here. Yeah, and it was a power play as well because what he's doing is sending a message to every other franchise. Like, if you don't do... Like, build an arena or yep. we're leaving. Exactly. It's exactly what he was saying. Like, mm-hmm. build an arena or you will not keep your team. And yep. people are like, oh, yeah. we got to do stuff. It's a pretty extreme way of doing it. But I'm glad, <laughs> that, we, I'm glad that we got yeah. David Stern in his old age yes. to uh, help get us his, like, last franchise. move. Right? Rejecting the Chris Paul trade and moving Oklahoma City. <laughs> Those are, like, very, like, curmudgeon moves <laughs> by David Stern in the last few years. Uh, I think the next biggest thing was Sam kind of clapping back at Paul George a little bit. Yeah, but and we've said this. I mean, Paul George, and this goes back to his whole first season in Oklahoma City. The dude just says whatever he thinks that somebody may want to hear. It, the way that you frame the question, if you were like, hey, was this a mutual parting of ways? Oh, absolutely. Mutual parting of ways. <laughs> if you're like, is this something that only you wanted and the Thunder didn't want? Yeah, you know. Absolutely, I wanted it. The Thunder didn't want it. You know, you could, you however you frame something toward can, him, yeah. he's just gonna agree with it and say it. It's that's just the nature of Paul George, and I think that maybe he didn't mean that it was a mutual parting of ways that they both wanted to be done. No, definitely not with I Paul. Think, I think I that think he. That. I don't know if he meant this, but I think that the reality is that it was mutually beneficial for both. Ultimately, yeah, he's not going to be able to pull. I mean, he's not in the on the moment going to be able to pull that nuance out, right? Yeah, and but that may have been what he meant is that because he did mention that the Thunder got back a lot for him, and which which honestly, in some there's some people locally that are saying things like we should be more mad at Paul George than Kevin Durant kind of stuff, which is it's it's just trying to find a take is all it is. It's not. It's it's not even a good take because 
the Thunder got back the future of their franchise with trading Paul George. And if Paul said, I just want to resign for one year and leaves, or if he just left and went to LA last summer, I mean, the Thunder are in a rough spot. I mean, look at Charlotte right now. Oklahoma City. I don't want to. Oklahoma City could be Charlotte, where, like, who's the best player? Is it Dennis Schroeder? Would be a question. Is it Steven Adams? That that team is going nowhere. That team is Charlotte, located in the middle of the country. And so the trade, while it's not what really anybody really wanted here, it provides a way to actually have a future. And you get Shea, and you get all these picks, and it provides you a path to actually being good again. Yeah, and Sam mentioned as well kind of what we had all thought is that this was the last year of this run. Yeah. Like under his understanding that, yeah. is he's going to put together the best roster he could. Alec Burks and Muscala were apparently <laughs> the additions, but you really Dre's healthy one more year of development. Like there's yeah, all yeah, those yeah. things. And, and they really saw it as, and, and this is what Presti said is he said that next year we would be probably in the same place looking to move Paul George and, yeah, he said we would not get the assets that we got back, and so and what he said about that uh, mutual, he says I don't necessarily agree with that because that implies that they wanted to trade George, but Presti said it was, but it wasn't adversarial. Yeah, so which it it wasn't with him or Westbrook. I mean, it's it's the best way to handle it because if it is adversarial, everybody's going to know about it, and you don't get quite as much back. And I get it. I to me, it makes sense that it was mutual because he. Paul George came to him and said, hey, I want to be traded to the Clippers, and he traded him to the Clippers. Like, that is mutual. That is mutual. They both knew where the, what the other, what, what they both wanted to happen, and they both agreed to make that happen. Well, mutual in that Not Paul like, George wanted to leave, and the Thunder wanted him to leave. See, that's, I, I don't, that's the way that Paul inferred. that the time, He said, time was up. We both knew it was the time. Thunder were ready. I was ready. Yeah. Like, that's, and that's not true. That's yeah, not but true. I could, I could, I can change that to where it matches what I just described. But so it doesn't necessarily mean what I can twist it around that way. You can twist when it when I'm but, reading it. But so, Paul Paul meant that the Thunder were ready to trade him. Yeah. Which, Which is, is not true. Yeah, absolutely not true. They did not want he to loves do that. he loves welcoming parties. He always has one. He, he loves does. to have one. Dude Balmer. God did he throw a party that I missed? Did you miss the his, his, his I saw your Hand he clapping. just he. Oh my! I goodness. don't know why they ever give him a microphone. You got to look it up. Ever, he's just a he's just a big loud guy. I, I think he's awesome. Yeah, he's a hoot, man. <laughs> Andrew, can you still feel Bomber's big claps? Did you watch it? Yes, I watched it. Okay, yeah, I can. Can you still feel his big claps? All right. Um, you did. <laughs> um, you know, he said one of the things you see that's I, I always find this is not substantial and it's not really, you know, earth shattering. But yeah. Sam starts the first five minutes of the interview, the press conference, thinking Paul George and mm-hmm. thanking Russ and thanking Jeremy Grant. But then he's like, I also want to thank the two agents. Yeah. It's like he, Presty is constantly thinking about how does this play out for the future of this franchise? There's how do no I have relationships question. with agents going forward? Well, what do you do? Is you, I didn't know their agents' names until 
I know. Did you ever, did you know Russell Westbrook's agent? No, name? and no. I didn't know he'd been the same guy for eleven years. Like I had no idea, but mm-hmm. now I do because Sam's like, I just want to thank them. The way they worked out, they really did these. This is. I was like, man, that is setting yourself up to be like he's. And that's he's the thing. For that's the, the, the thing about the Russell Westbrook. As much as it kills us that he got traded to Houston, yeah, it's it's the opposite of what the Clippers did with Blake Griffin, right? They talk yes. about loyalty. They do all of these things to pump up Blake Griffin as the face of the Clippers, and then trade him to the Pistons. Yeah, <laughs> I, I don't. I don't know Blake Griffin, and I don't know how those conversations went. But my assumption is that's not where he would have preferred to have landed. Probably not. Probably not. <laughs> but for for them to go out of this direction, yeah, in a league in a narrative that is continuing to move to where loyalty and you hear the players like, yeah, one of the reasons they don't have any problems with doing this one-year jump-out request a trade is because loyalty isn't something that NBA teams actually show to their players, so why would players show it to the teams? The Oklahoma City kind of stands in the middle of that in the opposite direction. Mm-hmm. Like, dude, they you know what they could have done is probably traded Russell Westbrook in December to New York for a collection of crap. Yeah. Right? Now, maybe not. You know, supposedly, this is what the Knicks do, is after they don't get something or in a conversation, they tell you they never wanted to be a part of that conversation. But it's one of those things where, like, to listen to Russell Westbrook and say, all right, man, you want to go to a team that we really don't want to send you to? All right, we'll send you there. Now, there's picks. There's compensation. Because the thing, and Stan Van Gundy said this in talking about Russell Westbrook, and I think it's one of those things that that we don't really take into account because we feel so fortunate that he did stay in Oklahoma City, especially in that time. Mm Mm-hmm. He said that the Thunder really didn't owe Russell anything because they were paying him $38 million and then eventually $47 million for his contract. So it's like Oklahoma City doesn't owe him anything other than the contract. Like they've blessed him and shown their part of this by putting him in this position to make this much money. Granted, in today's NBA where players are like, screw the money, I make more money on my Jordan deal. I still think that Russell working with them after Kevin left – and saying, like, what do we want to do here? I think you it's not that you owe it to him, but it's that you have this history of respect both ways. Where it's like, hey, I will stay and help you build what are we what's the plan? And them working hand in hand. And they worked hand in hand from the beginning until the end. And I think that I don't know if that's gonna help bring players to Oklahoma City, but I think it does establish like this pattern of respect that they have with players, it, which I think will ultimately matter at least get, some. Yeah, and does it get you in conversations with agents? So does the Paul George move happen if there isn't a healthy relationship between the organization and agents and players? Like, there's at least a perception uh, that Oklahoma City is such a well-run franchise that, yeah, we'll, we'll play in Oklahoma City for yeah. the sake of because we're going to be able to be a part of, which is what they've done. Like it's the brilliance of the way they've created this organization is they know that the city is a disadvantage. Mm-hmm. And I, I've lived here for 37 years. Like I love Oklahoma city for the most part and it's growing and it's changing and it's doing all these different things, yeah. but it is a disadvantage as a city for somebody to come and play in. Like now I get it. Like players can fly no and travel and do everything they want to do in the off season. Yeah. They're rarely here, even when they're here, you know, in the season. I I get that there's all of those layers. But the way that you overcome the disadvantage of the city that we live in 
is by creating a franchise that is second to none in the way they treat players, the way they treat agents, the way they take care of them. Their practice on and facilities are exactly. amazing. Like, and they'll have to continue to do that, which is the culture that Sam Presti has built that right. is so important. And one of the things that makes him, in my mind, one of the top five GMs in the entire league. He's great. For that, I think of two things. One, I think of how we're run versus like the what you hear is how players feel about the Mavericks which is that run terribly that they just they do not care about their players they're just you know assets that they do not care about like the real like how their players feel and what they think and the second is when we brought in Ennis Cantor uh who is muslim and want and, and eats according to his religion that they had prepared after every game meals that he could eat mm-hmm. after. Like that is taking steps that is going to make it to where, even though we have to trade and cut ties with the players and somewhere else, they have they always have fond memories and good things to say about our organization because of little stuff like that. Yep. Uh, and it's things that you know the Mavs don't do and would never do. And Clay Bennett gave up his office to yeah, Ennis, Ennis to so he could have his own prayer room. room. Yeah, and stuff like that, like that, like Ennis loves Oklahoma City. He he wants to be back, you know, very much. <laughs> Came back as a fan to watch a game. Yeah, and, and so like you don't you don't see that anywhere else, and I think it's because the little stuff like that matters. Yeah, but I do think that also built into probably the fans' frustration is when you see a team that has run so well and has done all taken tried to take all of the right steps. You can question some of the moves in hindsight, that's fine. You can always do that with anything that ever happens. But for a team that has done all of the right things, positioned themselves in so many correct ways and then to have teams and the only one you can really point to is the Lakers where they've just been so poorly run, but mm-hmm. it's it's such a unique thing. I it's, think it's just for so- me I they have something completely different because, right. because of the exactly history. what you're and the history and exactly what you're saying that the you know Oklahoma City is not a you know destination destination you're right it's a flyover LA absolutely is it it is the center of you know the world for a rich famous people but they're surrounded there's also by something about putting on a Lakers jersey there, too. The, and which is beca- the only and thing. It's because it's because of that history. Mm-hmm. Yes, but yeah. at the same time, and and this is me really just pulling myself back off the ledge. To be honest with you, because there's, I think I've been so frustrated. It's like we've done everything right. It still doesn't work out for us. Right. But at the same time, is recognizing like the Clippers don't land Kawhi and Paul George if they don't have a total remake of their front office. Yep. And their culture, including has people changed. from OKC. Right. And and they've gotten healthier as a franchise. Like. Ten years ago, the Clippers aren't even close to the conversation. They're in the middle of L.A. They play at the mm-hmm. Staples Center. They're not in this when Donald Sterling's their owner. Yeah. And you know, even when Doc Rivers was the GM, like it was just such a mess at that point. And the same in Brooklyn and New York is kind of the way you you really get to look at that. Yeah, Brooklyn got healthy with Sean Marks, yeah. and with the organization they put together. And the Knicks are still a dumpster fire, and. Free agents, New York City, Manhattan, Madison Square Garden, and they're like, pass, we'll go play in Brooklyn. (laughs) Right, exactly. (laughs) That is hilarious. And also, had LeBron not chosen to go to the Lakers, would they be in this position at all? 
I would think no. Like Anthony Davis isn't begging to go play with Brandon Ingram. No, and there were there were five years towards the end of Kobe's run where every free agent said no, no. We're good. Paul George said no. Lamarcus Aldridge, you remember that? Like yeah. that was the big one. Like, right. oh, we're going to land him, and he went to the Spurs instead. Yeah, and so LeBron because he really wants to make Space Jam too. He wants to be lands with the Lakers. He wants to be a like mogul. Like he's moving away from basketball. I, I, from what I've seen, all he wants to do is eat tacos on Tuesday, which I'm already done with. His Taco Tuesday thing, I, I, I'm 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 sick of it. I don't know. I just now you know what's crazy is now I just watch him. <laughs> I'm just sick of it. I'm sick of it. Now I'm like legitimate. One of the Thunder's drafts in 2022 or 2023. Maybe even 2024. His son, like, I thought that was just a joke. He's 14 years old. He's the class of 2023, maybe? It's for real. Like, he could for real be a pick for the Thunder. <laughs> wild. Let's start scouting these minors, boys. He's We're the, about to rebuild. I'm, I'm going to Hefner Middle School. He's legit. He's here to watch the Vikings play. <laughs> he's the legit number one. He's already number one in his class, which is, you know, a little early, but there's like, this he's, kid he's in eighth good. grade. He's. He's already 5'11". <laughs> he's, he's 14 years old. He might, so the only reason, he might stop going down. The only reason is you watch LeBron's Instagram, and he just reposted or posted this video yeah. of Bronny literally rearing back and dunking on people at 14 years old. Like, yeah. it's, man, it's, Remember wow. how good Michael Jordan's kids were? I don't. They weren't good. Yeah, that's, <laughs> I don't think they were. He had so. one son that played, I think, somewhere, but... Anyway, Presti's press conference was good because it gave us something to talk about, and it's the off season. We're in the uh, yeah, we're the, in the the doldrums. Desert. Yeah, we're in the doldrums. The doldrums of summer. So let me ask this question, Taylor. When you go from what? when you go when you go from every other day being some sort of substantial like world changing pick or trade to nothing like did you have to have some sort of detox uh i'm i'm actually i wanted to talk to you guys about this i'm detoxing from russell westbrook right now yeah because it took me a uh, it took me a good week for the emotions to set in and then i saw people started to make more of these highlight videos oh jesus oh, you okay Boxes dropped everywhere taylor the vacuum's attacking me it's the vacuum <laughs> Uh, but I started watching these Russell Westbrook videos and it already felt like I forgot how Russell Westbrook played. <laughs> like it already felt like I was being reminded on the player that I just watched every game for know. 10 years or whatever it was. In a good way or and a bad way? Uh, in a nostalgic way. Okay. Like I already feel nostalgic about it. You know what's going to really, super weird. you know what's really going to be terrible today is that Russell has his press, press conference with the Rockets today. Oh no! You're gonna feel all the pain again today. I can't wait to see. Is Jay's there a not? Jay. I'm just like, oh, whatever. And I don't know, man. When do you see him holding up a Rockets jersey that says Westbrook on the back? That's not gonna at least get you a little bit. No. Man, speaking. Oh, no, no, speaking no, no, no. of pain that we've all felt. Yeah. Support for Down to Dunk OKC Thunder podcast comes from Manscaped, <laughs> who is number one in men's below-the-belt grooming. Manscaped offers protect, precision-engineered tools for your family jewels. You guys ever had 
Manscaped-related pain. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Yes. I'll go first. This is not Luke, very grotesque. Luke cannot handle this. He loves it so much. Okay, go ahead, Terry. Um, so I used to, obviously, I'm afraid of razors. Yeah. So what I'd do is use, I'd go to Walgreens and get that bikini nair. Oh, that you was, would. I think, I think generally women would use that. And so I'd go to Walgreens and get bikini nair, be very uncomfortable checking out. And I'd yeah. use that. And one day I felt, I was like, you know, you put it on before you get in the shower. You have to wait five, 10 minutes. Well, I fell asleep. Ended up being 20 minutes. Burned no. the mess. Burned the mess out of my mess. You don't. Oh, I'll that tell is you not that. Do. That's why you got to go get the lawnmower 2.0. Lawnmower 2.0. Manscaped has redesigned the electric trimmer. They also have some really great body wash, and it's legitimately wonderful. And all- oh, are you talking about Crop Preserver, the anti-chafing ball deodorant and moisturizer? That's exactly what I'm talking about. <laughs> we mentioned the lawnmower 2.0. That has skin safe technology so the trimmer won't nick or snag your nuts that's true so luke tell our listeners about the promo code oh, and where they yes. can go to get these absolutely fine you guys can get 20 percent off and free shipping with the code okc dunk all one word at manscaped.com check them out Go check them out. You may think that this is not real, but this is real. Totally 100% right. real. Manscaped.com. So don't be mad Oh, yeah, dude. Us. They were on Shark Tank. Like, it's, it's, it's a legitimate product, man, and it's uh, it'll take care of you. If that's something you're looking for, <laughs> check them out. This is what you want, I promise. Hey, man. Always use the right tools for the job. Your balls will thank you. We talk about ball handling a lot on this podcast oh, yeah. anyway. This is kind of appropriate. It's true. Makes a lot of sense. You know what else makes a lot of sense? Twitter questions. Twitter questions. Hey, guys. Our first Twitter question comes from at Stephen so J. Rossi, who wants to know, should we be surprised that the repositioning and the replenishment are the two best ideas anyone has had for names for the definitely not rebuilding phase that the Thunder are in right now. <laughs> yeah. So the repositioning sounds like another uh, Manscaped-related uh, situation. <laughs> right. Uh, it's, I mean, it's just <laughs> funny because Sam wouldn't talk about rebuilding, but he sure talked a lot about replenishing to the point that that phrase, replenishing, and what's the other one? Repositioning. Repositioning. That's the email that the Thunder PR or the Thunder sent out to everybody that subscribed to their like email list. It's like replenishing and repositioning. I was like, oh my god, okay, that's great. It just means rebuilding. That's all it means. But replenishing is is a good way to put it because the Thunder did not have assets moving into this summer. So much so that Sam Presti had to go to Minnesota. To Mike Muscala's house at midnight or I guess 6, 6 p.m. or whatever in order to get him to sign a contract. Um, that's it, that's it how meant so much that after Paul George left, Mike Muscala stayed. You know, oh my goodness, you guys. Wow. I was walking I was walking up to the Thunder practice facility yesterday, and you know who the only Thunder player standing outside was? Moose. It was Mike Muscala <laughs> standing there with oh, his man. standing there with his good egg bag. Yep. Well, Presti's got Mike's loyalty for life. Know. Anyways, it was Tucker's. 
probably. It yeah. was just really, it was just really funny. I was like, my very first glimpse at Mike Muscala. How, was he gigantic? He's huge. Yeah. Did you hug him? No, I just. You say, I'm so glad you're here. I kind of squinted at him because I wasn't wearing my glasses, and I was like, "You said no." Oh, and I was like, "That's Mike." No pressure, Mike, but um, you're the face of the franchise now. <laughs> right. You said uh, we went from Russell said, Westbrook and Kevin Durant to you, so you can do this, buddy. You said, "Hey, Mike, just be expecting a question from me asking how you can justify your play this season." Yeah, I'm. I'm gonna, probably going to come around. Just prepare the, yourself for this question. As I totally embarrass myself and you at the same time. I'm going to be asking you it. <laughs> hey guys, let's move on to our next Twitter question. It comes from at Trav underscore is underscore funny. Who wants to know, so is the rebuilding hashtag going to be hashtag Thunder R-N-R? If we sneak into the playoffs, do the shirts just say reposition, replenish, OKC? <laughs> replenish on the playoff shirt. Oh. It could be... No, I mean, no other words could be more boring than those two. It's just the very presty way it of is. describing something. Replenish makes me think of like ASPCA ads, like seeing like really skinny dogs that need nourishment. <laughs> I feel like they need to be replenished. It just makes I think, think of like zombies or something. I think of like Gatorade. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Uh, replenish your electrolytes. Replenishing those electrolytes. Absolutely. Yeah. Hey, guys, let's move on to our next Twitter question. It comes from at Inyipat, who <laughs> wants to know. It's what it says. Wants to know, should Dre start? And how do you think T-Ferg will take that? So I think, number one, you've got to remember this is positionless basketball. Okay. It's very important. But what position will he play? Oh, you said position. I thought you said shinless. Shinless basketball. Dre's, <laughs> Dre's injury was a lot more serious. So than you got to think way more. Yeah, he's <laughs> literally the, kneecap to ankle. All the all the shins of the Thunder players have been removed. Um, no, but the point I'm trying to say is like, technically, I would say that Dre would be your three if you're going to actually look at positions, mm-hmm. which means that Ferguson actually will be replaced by Shea Gilgis. Alexander. Correct. I just keep saying that just so I can get it down by the time season rolls around. So Gilgis. Gilgis. But it's one of those things where it's like you do look at it where it's really front court and back court and you know, like you look at the back court of the Thunder and you're pro- I would guess the starting lineup would be Chris Paul, Shea, and Dre. Shea Dre. Which makes sense. Yeah. I so, think I think so too. I, I think, think Ferguson it, will be fine. He'll still play twenty five to thirty minutes. Also bringing a, another sh- technically a shooter off the bench will be helpful. Yeah, that's the one. That's where it starts getting interesting. Is who's your second crew that comes out? At least in the initial parts of the season, Diallo, Ferguson, Schroeder, Noel, Noel. I don't know Moose. If it, yeah, I mean Moose will play. Musk, Musky, Musky. He'll play. Yeah, I would. I would guess that Andre he would better start. play. Well, I, I think he'll start. <laughs> I think he'll start. When that, no, 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 Muscala. Oh, Musky, he's playing. He'll play. He better. You don't fly to Minnesota for a bench warmer. <laughs> be hilarious. We just never played on this team. <laughs> uh, I think, but Sam did talk about Robertson yesterday, yep. and that he's going to be ready on to track s- to be ready for yep. to start the season. If he's anywhere close to what he was, this team's going to be good. Like they're going to be pretty good. Like you have your guy, your wing defender. 
You have a point guard in Chris Paul who's still good. McKellie's been watching all these Rockets games and been like texting me and calling me like, dude, Chris Paul's still really, really good. And so if he stays healthy, you have Gallinari who can really score the basketball, can really shoot it. You have Steven Adams, who's a great player. You have Dre. You have Shea. I, I don't really know what to expect from Shea this year. Yeah, like no he idea. could, I think if he meets or exceeds expectations and you have him next to Chris Paul, like this team is going to be actually good. And Taylor, are you just going to hate that? Like what's, what's your mindset? They can be good till like they trade Chris Paul. This is in the Oklahoma, and they asked Presty uh, if veteran guard Chris Paul, who the Thunder received, blah, 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 would be a long term member of the Thunder. Presty said he could not predict the future. Yeah. That was his answer. I hate that answer. Yeah, it's another one of those questions that, like, hey, are you going to trade Chris Paul soon? Like, of course, he's not like, going to say to everybody, like, when yeah. we can get the appropriate yeah, assets, what, what, we're going to trade him. Yeah, what all? Hey, while I'm here, everybody that's listening to this interview, what do you want? Like, I'll just give you whatever you want to take Chris Paul off right now. Like, no, he's not going to answer that question. Like, why? Would, that's but I get at, you have to. Like, I get that you have to ask that question. Yeah, but it's like, come on. But after he answered that, he did give a big wink. You think he's going to be like, <laughs> no, we're we're looking, we're looking pretty quickly to move Chris yeah. off our uh, roster. Chris is, yeah, Chris he is just, not a long-term piece. Yeah, we just don't think he's going to be a part of our replenishing and rebranding and repositioning. Yeah, I mean, he the moment that he can get positive a positive return for to him, you. he's going to go. Yeah, Gallo's gone too, man. I said that last Gallo's week. Gallo's going to go too. He is. But I think up until the trade deadline, like you could see this team like... I think the it it behooves them to be good. Yeah, to start the season and be like, oh my goodness, look at the Thunder. They're four games over 500. How is this happening? Here is a, then our next sort of question is kind of speaks to this. It's from at GT new underscore who wants to know over under 15.5 games before we become Chris Paul fans and believe in this team. Under. I'm afraid it's under. Oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I, but I still I think, think it's already happening, to be honest. I, but I still don't think Anybody, I freaking told you guys this would happen. This is why I'm trying to cut this off before we get there. I still don't think this has the same feel as anything we've dealt with in the last three years. No, no, no. No, no, no. Like, this a, is like, oh, this thing. will be fun to be good because it doesn't really matter because they're not going to be good for very long. But let's enjoy it while it's playing and be fine with that. Yeah, but I think people don't know because we don't know how to feel. I think a lot of people won't know how to feel because we've never had anything like this. All we know is like, I need Chris to tell me how to feel. <laughs> Oh, it's under, man. Whatever, it'll be fine. He's and you think Chris Paul's going to be like, oh, it's fine to be good, but like we're not going to go anywhere. He's going to say, no, this team can go all the way. He's going to say, this this team, we can make the playoffs. We can make. I do. I do wonder, like at the beginning of the season, what do like everybody's going to put on the same kind of face? But it's like, what what are your what are you all plan? What's your goal for the season? For well, we're just going to go out there and play and try to win. Tell me, let's say January rolls around, the Thunder are like. The four seed. Do you think that there's a chance that Sam just looks at the roster and just says, "Let's do it. Let's just do it. Let's see. Let's see if we can make some noise." <laughs> I just waiting for Taylor's head to explode. Hey, I'm not. I mean, this is like. <laughs> 
I'm so mad that you guys gave me so much grief. You're like, the only piece. There's, oh, Taylor, there's no expectations with this team. That will not happen, man. What are you talking about? What are you talking about? <laughs> I can't, dude, are you serious? Are you serious, man? What are you freaking talking about? Even just fall here, there's no expectations with this team. It's all fun. Oh, come on. <laughs> here we are. Not even just literally one week. Here we are. I can't wait for next week. Yeah, progressively, it's going to get to the point to where I'm going to start planning my parade route, bro. I think there's a uh, chance the Thunder could get the one seed. I, why in, not? In this West? Why not? I mean, maybe. I'll tell you. I'm just the only I'm, piece. Honestly, that, Taylor, I was, I'm, I'm joking. I'm largely joking. I think they're, the only piece. They're going to they is not joking. No, 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 no. The only piece that I think that they will have to trade, and it will dramatically change the team, is Gallo. They're going to trade Gallo. I don't know if they'll get Chris Paul out this year. Maybe. I, I mean, I think they'll they try. Will. But. I think they will. I think that Chris is going to – I think he actually fits pretty well with the pieces that they have on this team. Well enough to where you could sell it to somebody else. Like, you could sell it to Miami or to the Timberwolves or to whoever. Well, dude, and I think it would also behoove him to spend the first three months of the season being good again. Like yeah. Not that he wasn't good, but it's like being the leader of a team, playing within a, a organization or within a team kind of mindset, mm-hmm. not throwing hissy fits and being a jackass. Like All of those things would be beneficial for him to see where he could be. And then somebody's like, oh, yeah, Chris Paul can still be the leader of our team. Yeah, or he's- help these young guys grow if it's the Minnesota. That one makes sense to me. I know they probably won't do that, but Miami obviously – Love yeah. stars. And, and Chris is going to have some influence on where he goes. He doesn't have to, but it feels like Presti's going to at least let, let him say, like, we're not going to slough him off to Atlanta, you know, just to. Or like if Orlando, if, yeah. if you know, Fultz can't play, like but he has been able to. to me is like, would Chris Paul rather go to Orlando? I don't think he would rather go to Orlando, but the chances of them actually, like I, I was joking about the Thunder Dude, being he's the four seed. Disney like, World. The Magic could actually be the four seed. With Chris Paul on their team, yeah, but it doesn't make them a contender, right? No, but I'm just if that's, first, if first that's of all, Chris goal, Paul. First of all, Chris doesn't Paul doesn't get, get to decide right. where he right. goes. Yeah, and the Thunder just need to get posit- something positive back for him. True. Or and at so least I'm just a net neutral. I'm saying it's a team that doesn't have a point guard that he could make a huge difference for them in a lot of ways. And it has to be what is what does Chris want? Does he want to win? He's sure. not going to I mean does he want a big city? Does he want to play with his friends? Does he How does he want to end his career? He doesn't get to choose that though at this point. I, I think Well, I feel influence. like he did choose that. He did choose that by saying no, I want the Supermax and by changing the rules so that he could get a, yeah. a really large amount of money. He did approach this kind of the same way that Carmelo was. Yeah. But they want they want everything. They want the cake and they want to eat it too and they think like well, I won a championship, but I want all this money too. And this is why he's stuck on teams like the Thunder and maybe Orlando and whatever, you know, he at chose, this point in his career. Yeah. He chose the money. And, yeah. you know, maybe in the next two years, he'll take a buyout for his last year of his contract, like Melo did, and then go play for somebody else. But by that time, he'll be, what, 36, 37? So. That does create some problems for him because the clock is ticking with Chris Paul. And you can't, 
like what contender out there one has the salary to trade for him and two would give up an asset for him yeah i mean the i mean the lakers would they don't have the salary necessarily without gutting their team substantially yeah and trading a bunch of guys that that you know like Danny Green, they need Danny Green. He's their biggest salary piece. They need, I mean, I don't need KCP necessarily, but it's one of those things that I think that they're the team that has the weird, we need to do this so we can be better than the And the problem is that they've already given up all their assets to get Anthony Davis. Right, right. So to ask something from them. You know, I I wouldn't think that they would give Kuzma up for it. Um, but are they going to be desperate enough to pull the trigger on a move like that? Probably not this year. That's what I'm saying. Like, what if it's next year? Next summer. You know, like, I don't know. Like, I, and I don't know what their, the cap looks like. I know that there's going to be a little bit of a bump, you know, but, and there's no good free agents next year. And so some of these teams that maybe have cap space that, I don't know, like. Still to get to 38 million. So hard. Like Danny Green, 14. KCP, 8. You're at 22. Like you still have a long way to go. <laughs> and so, all those guys are two-year contracts? Uh, yes. Yeah. So, so like Danny Green, year. KCP, Avery Bradley, JaVale McGee, Alex Caruso. <laughs> I, okay. Like, it would be three-fourths of the roster. <laughs> that's where you just – it's, it's going to be very difficult to make that happen. That's why I look just at the Eastern Conference. It doesn't take a whole lot to get you in the mix in the East for a playoff spot. That's why you look at a team like Orlando, Miami makes sense. Maybe Toronto, and you could take back Kyle Lowry's expiring contract for Chris Paul if they feel like that's an upgrade for them, where they oh, you know, like we could be a better team if we traded yeah, them. Kick the can down the road a few years. Yeah. Lowry Could he go anywhere that would turn a team in the East to a contender? Uh that's a good question. I don't know that I don't know, because like like, the, you know, I think Chris Paul being with a player like Kevin Love makes a lot of sense to me. Yeah. And then if they could have some other players around them, but I don't think Chris Paul going to that Cavs team makes them a contender at all. No. But I think there would need to be like a series of moves. But I just wonder how much impact – and maybe this is why it is good to go ahead and play Chris Paul and let him run the team and build up value. What about this one? What if, what if it was like an Eric Bledsoe and – DJ Wilson or DiVincenzo type of deal. That he is a lot better than Eric Bledsoe. Yes. Yeah. That would be a big upgrade for them. Yeah, it would. The, the thing for Thunder. <laughs> how long is Bledsoe's deal? Right. He's got four. How years. long is Bledsoe's? Four. Oh, geez. That's where you just probably don't. The Thunder don't want that. I'm just trying to think like what would. What would push a contending team in the East toward like? Well, right. I would the say favorite? I would say like you could move Bledsoe maybe a little easier to a team that isn't necessarily in it right now, but is trying to build that direction, right? Like that Bledsoe on the Magic. I mean, you know, you don't feel quite as crazy about that. And how close is the money on their deals? It's not that close. Okay. I don't know. I, I think he gets traded, but it's going to be one of those things that it's I, – I just wouldn't I, – I would think that there's a potential or possibility that he could play the whole year out. It's possible. So, All right, next Twitter question is from at Eric Richardson. Is there still – oh, nope. 
Next, that's the one he just asked the question we didn't. Is there still a chance CP3 gets traded? Please yes. say yes. yes. For sure. Yes. All right. At Bordeaux underscore Basher. I am now a reluctant Rockets fan. All I want to know is who's coming with me. Not me, buddy. Have a great time. No, not me. Taylor, you're a Rockets fan? Hell no. Hell no. Hell, hell, hell no. Next question from at Colin McGoodtime. Percent chance Paul, Gallo, Schroeder are on the team, one, to start the season. So what's the percentage chance that they're all on this team to start the season? 100%. I think, yeah. Yeah. I, I mean, maybe they move Schroeder. Maybe they move Schroeder. That's the only one that I would think would not be here. But also, they say, might move Gallo too. If they if, find the right move, if they get a good trade, they'll I don't, move him. I don't think any of the contenders are going to be ready to do that this quick. Probably not. So, so I would say that's. I would give that a eighty percent. Yeah, Schroeder's the only reason that's not a hundred. Yeah. So two by Christmas. What's the percentage chance that those guys are still on the team by Christmas? Doesn't move the needle much. Sixty percent okay. chance that they're all on the team. 65. What percentage of chance at the trade deadline? Zero. I think Gallo's gone. I think Schroeder's gone. There's a, there's a chance Schroeder's If they can gone. find a spot for him. Yeah. You have to remember Schroeder's 25. So it's not like Schroeder's like a 28-year-old point guard. Yeah. And he's another guy. The that, magic. That Why if, not? Come on, man. That if you can't get value back for him, and, he's, and if he's reasonably happy, there's no reason to just dump his contract yeah. onto somebody else. There's no reason to. And so you could still build his value. Yep. Like if you trade Chris Paul, you could still play him and Shea together. Yeah, yeah, yeah. For sure. And so to me, unless you can get value back for a lot of these guys, don't I just, just get rid of them. You're not just going to salary dump them or give up an asset yeah, to get rid of them. They're close enough to the tax like a small move will get them where they, they will be. They will get under the tax. Then give that Memphis pick and Pat Patterson and well, you don't even have. I, don't, I think that they're going to be able to make a trade with Gallo or with Chris yeah, Paul yeah. or somebody to get there. Yep. You could even waive Patterson or stretch his contract if you got desperate. I wouldn't give up an asset to do yep. that. All right. At run fast, turn left. <laughs> hey, guys, not a basketball question, but I just got engaged last night. Can I get a shout out on the pod for Jihad and Olivia? Just shout out. There you go. Hey, congrats, man. Being married is amazing. It's cool. I love being married. Next question for Ag is Ad Agholers. Agholars? What do you think? I Eight. think you're right. Agholars. You sound really confident. Uh, who, <laughs> who on this team has the best chance of being an all star? Like for this year, nobody. For a few years? For this year. Gallo? For this year, it's Chris Paul. Okay. If Chris Paul can have a great year. How tight would that be? I don't know. I have no idea how tight For that would be. For him. For him. <laughs> It'd be cool. The, the, West, trade, di- the- trade deadline's still after the All-Star break? Are they still yeah, on yeah, that? yeah. Okay. Um, no, no, no. It's before. Okay. It's before. Uh, but he's not making it. But he makes the All-Star team as Oklahoma City's point guard, as a reserve, and then at the All-Star line he's playing for somebody else he's traded to the east yeah yeah he's not making the all-star team though like you look at the like steph curry damian lillard i mean he's gonna is he gonna make it steph curry damian lillard russell westbrook (laughs) russell westbrook james harden james harden i mean he's not he's just not he's not gonna make it no clay no clay won't be in there yet no 
Um, but long Murray. term, from what I've heard from intelligent people that watch Shea way more than I did, I guess Shea has a potential to be an all-star going forward. Down the road, That's what man. Zach Lois said. and he's People say things he's about him. I'm excited to watch him. Next question from at Caleb Joe 46854686. CP3, Shea, Gallo, Dre, Adams. Is this going to be the smartest team OKC has had in terms of IQ, shot selection, and decision-making? It's up there. <laughs> I mean, it's 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 up there as far as like all those guys can put the ball on the floor, pretty much, except for Steven. And Steven's a decent passer. It's and it, he's brilliant on the defensive end. Yeah, it is one of the highest IQ teams that they've had. Yes, because like you look back at like the great Thunder teams. I mean, you probably look at the Russ. KD Harden team like that's that's a ton of basketball IQ with those guys for sure, but then you get to like Surge and Perk who like aren't high basketball IQ guys like they're just like good athletes good like good basketball players but not necessarily like the smartest and most intuitive basketball players in the NBA, um, and that's where maybe this team has a little bit of a leg up. All right, next question from at. Meadors or Meadors 918. How much is PG like KD based on the events of the last month? Nothing like KD. I've never been around somebody that's like KD or seen anybody that's like that guy. Yeah, I understand what he's saying. Like easily influenced. Sure, sure, sure. sure. All those, all those kind of things. But he just has handled himself in a much better way. Paul George has because I don't think we, anybody thinks of Paul George negatively right now. No, and I just so first ten, right? Go ahead. Yes, I just don't want to be that uh, that boyfriend who gets cheated on by the ex girlfriend, and now he like sees his ex girlfriend in every single new (laughs) girlfriend he has. You know what I'm saying? Like I just and I'm afraid that we are going to be that fan base. You're like, oh, you're going to leave me too? No one stays with me. You're all the same. Right. And now you're like, what are they called? Those those males who just hate females and they're abstinent. Oh yeah yeah. Um, what are they called? I was listening to a podcast. I was talking about those on guys. Invisibilia. They yes. talked about them. Yes. Yeah, and I think we have potential to be that fan base, and I really don't want to be. I don't want to be them either. Also, if the Thunder had gone out in round one a couple years in a row and then he left for the Warriors, I think that we would totally understand it. And yeah, the other way around, if the Thunder had just lost in seven in the conference finals and looked like a team that was like poised to make a title run next year and Paul George pushed for a trade, we would be livid. So it's like yeah. the situations are way too different to try to make that comparison. I get it. Like we get Paul George wanting to leave. This team was out in round one both years. They won two playoff games in two years. Like we get it. We understand. We've had a lot of success in this city and we know what it looks like when they're not having success. And they just they they couldn't put it together at playoff time. And could they have this year? Maybe. Maybe that could have happened. Maybe they could have made a conference finals push this year. Um, but Paul said it himself, like it felt stagnant. It didn't, and mm-hmm. that's why we were talking about Stephen Adams trades. That's why we were talking about Dennis Schroeder trades. Like, how can this team get better? It's because it did feel a little bit stagnant. And like, what are they going to do to get better? And 
it came as a big surprise to everybody that Paul was traded, but I think everybody can look at the situation and understand it. When Kevin left, it was not understandable. Like, why would he go to that team? This team was gonna supposed to get Al Horford. This team was supposed to have Victor Oladipo, Al Horford, Russell Westbrook, Dion Waiters, Stephen Adams. Like, it was going to be an incredible team that would have been better than the Warriors. Why did he do this? It's not yeah. the same case. This just the the situations are just way too different to just compare them and yeah. say like they're the same. Yeah, which I guess was my when I quickly responded nothing. Yeah, that's kind of what I was saying. All right, we got a few more Twitter questions. The first one's from at Bangelope Taylor. Would you rather only to be able to whisper or only be able to shout? Oh, shout for sure. I, I wish I could just shout all the time. My brother actually does just shout all the time. His speaking voice is just shouting. So it's definitely shout. There's something very relieving, very – it's relieving yet gives you energy. Whispering – oh, whispering feels like you're just in a cage. You know what I mean? Like you're keeping your soul bottled up. Yeah. You got to let it out. You got to shout. I would be shout too. You just have to be very selective of when you talked as well that would be helpful for me and it would make you think more because you can't like go into a movie theater and be like this is really good oh i love this moment <laughs> 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 tina fey you're a bigot <laughs> yeah <laughs> i think would you shout laugh and shout cry too oh yeah <laughs> i am so sad <laughs> I mean, just because you're shouting doesn't mean you have to narrate your feelings. (laughs) I mean, no, but I mean, like, you have to cry really loud and laugh really loud. Yeah. Yeah, Or just, would you you laugh silently if you were whispering? (laughs) Yeah, yeah. (laughs) Yeah, there's nothing about that that I want. Like, whispering all the time, that means you have to be so close to people all the time. Oh, my gosh. You have to have your you have to have your breath and oh let let me know hey let us know if you choose whisper because I don't get it no so let us know if you're a whisper person next question from at Cody son of Steve what is the best type of breakfast sandwich that's a good question I'm a big chicken biscuit guy oh yeah you are yeah so like clearly like you have the Chick Fil A chicken biscuit. That's very good. But then, like, they have them at other places, like Neighborhood Jam. Where they have oh, that my big gosh. They have, like, this jalapeno. Peach jam. Peach jam. It's very good. Oh. They have egg. I mean, it's... Yeah. That turns into a fork sandwich pretty quick, though. It does. <laughs> like, one bite, and it's all just a pile on my plate. But I think that's probably my favorite breakfast sandwich, is the fried chicken yep. biscuit sandwich. Taylor, you don't y'all do ever had a, a, yeah, say, Y'all ever had a croque, a croque monsieur? No. Nope. I don't know what that is. A croque monsieur? It's like a uh, ham and cheese uh, toasted. I guess it's like ham and cheese toasted. I don't know. It's French. And there's mustard on it. And, uh, man, it's really good. Oh, it's like French. Okay. The bread is like French toast. Okay. Oh. But it's not sweet. It's not sweet. Oh. It's just egg. And you toast it. Oh man, it's good. Cloque monsieur. You lost. You lost me at mustard. Yeah, you put mustard on a breakfast sandwich. Yeah, but also just think about what we're describing. There are things about these sandwiches. There's specific things about them. For instance, a fried chicken sandwich. Put it on a biscuit. It's now breakfast. Yeah. 
because so like don't let mustard turn you off that much because we're all just eating lunch early in the day i'll put a little uh mustard on some sausage some breakfast sausage I'm a sausage, egg, and cheese fan, so you put that on pretty much anything. What's the best sausage, egg, and cheese? So there's two options. Number one, this is really gross, and I just go ahead and admit it. I love croissant sandwiches from Burger King. I don't ever get them, (laughs) but I love croissant sandwiches. I know. (laughs) I know it's embarrassing. But the one that that really, like, if I was going to say, if it wasn't that jalapeno peach delicious chicken sandwich at Neighborhood Jam, it would be a uh, old school bagel. Yeah. Everything bagel. With sausage, egg, and cheese, that, my friend, is legitimately delicious. Have you had the sausage, egg, and cheese at Chick-fil-A? No, I haven't. It's actually good. Uh, when I go to Chick-fil-A for breakfast, I'm getting I that chicken, that. egg, and burrito. Or chicken the only burrito. reason I've ever gotten is because they sent me a free one in the app. Yep, yep, I'll get that. Oh, I got to see if I got any rewards in my yeah, app. I got to check it. Yeah, so that's... Do you guys... Uh, those chicken biscuits from Chick-fil-A are so good because there's so much butter on those biscuits. Yeah, dude. You like them chicken minis? It's crazy. Oh, yeah. Who doesn't yeah, I like, like chicken, chicken minis. Yeah, How many do you eat oh, yeah. at one time? That's where you don't, you know, you haven't <laughs> crossed some line of obesity. Asking for a friend. <laughs> I mean, you can only do four at a time. In a box. Yeah, yeah, but how many boxes could you go down? Like, could how many could I eat? Smash? I could eat two boxes. Oh, yeah, okay. All right, good. All right, I don't feel too bad. Like, Chick-fil-A's, Chick-fil-A's pretty good for, like, the amount of food you get for the price you pay, except for chicken Nuggets. minis. Worst value. Worst value on the menu. Agreed. The minis are? Yeah, I you whole just tray don't get enough. Just to be honest with you. Like a real well, meal for me is like saying. a whole tray of nuggets and a medium fry. You, some, it's, <laughs> a whole tray. <laughs> the tray of nuggets is so great. It's so It's great. the perfect catering option. It's a great catering option. Hey, Chick-fil-A. And it's not that expensive. They're not that expensive to do a whole tray. Nah. Sometimes, sometimes we'll do a family tray. Oh. oh. Just... Hey, we're looking for sponsors, Chick Fil A. Holla at us! <laughs> oh my God, that would we'll follow up. My man, life. We'll follow up Manscaped with Chick Fil A. <laughs> All right, yeah. last question mm. from at uh, Kaiser Kaiser Roll fourteen is Gilgis Alexander in Oklahoma City plus his number the most characters ever on an NBA jersey? I would guess the answer is yes. Yeah, well, that's a lot. What's the other options? Sharif Abdul Rahim, but it was on a Hawks jersey. Atlanta, nope. No. Gilgis Alexander is more. That's a lot. It's a lot. I also, I wanted to get your take, Taylor, on the jerseys. They revealed really. It's I mean, there's small detail changes to the originals, but you have the orange. What do they call that? The sunset. Sunset, and it's got the little OKC on it. That may be my, and I think Alex said this too, it's maybe my favorite jersey. And then the bombing one, the 25th anniversary of the Murrow Federal Building tragedy. I thought, I thought that, that that one's really cool. I liked that. And that one I felt like, oh, they're going for it on this. This is, they're really starting to expand their uh, horizons, take a little bit more risks on the design side of stuff, which is good. But I do have something to point out about those memorial uniforms friend pointed this out to me yeah so you know on the front of the shorts there's a green tree mm-hmm. that's the survivor tree yeah yeah just in it's just unfortunately placed you think so yeah yeah they have those on all of their stuff though it's something is always right there at the belt yeah yeah that's all i'm gonna say about it but i do we'll fill like in the it. blanks man don't worry about it <laughs> 
<laughs> Thank you. Uh, you should have mentioned that but, during the but, Manscaped uh, Yeah, that would have been portion. perfect during the Manscaped. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I'm glad you got Thank you. Thank you for filling this in. I don't know how much I could talk about it. We got one final <laughs> We got one final question for you, but before we ask it, I just want to talk about some of our favorite people. Oklahoma Shirt Company got the chance to go by there the other day, and they're doing some really cool stuff for the city, too. Like They've hosted a few big events, like an OKC creative thing, and the people at Oklahoma Shirt Company are just second to none. They are going to take care of every marketing need you could possibly need as far as apparel, shirts, stickers, hats, cups. I mean, think about it. T-shirts. They do screen printing. They do embroidery. They do. They'll literally do anything you could possibly want. They will hook you up. If you're a nonprofit or a church, they have special pricing for that. And they also can ship shirts across the country if you're not in Oklahoma but would love to use their product because you love us. We'd appreciate that. Also, don't forget, they've got their shirt of the month if you're in Oklahoma, Texas, or Kansas. You can find their shirts, and uh, they're going to be themed. They're going to go to your door every day. Ten bucks for the shirt, about $3 or so for shipping and some taxes and Garrett fees. Make none. And uh, support the people that support Down to Dunk, OklahomaShirtCompany.com. Check them out. Gentlemen, are you miffed or are you peeved? Miffed. 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 Miffed and peeved. Tayshawn, are you miffed and peeved? Uh, not right now. Not right now, Jay. I'm so miffed and peeved I can't even talk about it. Please leave me alone. <laughs> So I had a moment the other day. So I got to work, and my son's going to a camp this week. And the camp is about 45 minutes after, like, I have to take him or I have to get him. My friends have been taking him, which has been awesome. But about 45 minutes after I get to work normally. So we get there. Andrew, my son, Andrew, and I are walking. And I'm just carrying in, like, I had a box, and I had my bag, and I had my water bottle, and I had my coffee cup. And I just had too much stuff, and Mm -hmm. I was carrying some of it. And my keys, and and so I laid all of that down and was spilling my coffee all over the floor. And so my son cleaned up the coffee and then started kind of like trying to just be super helpful. Took all of my stuff and was like trying to put it in my office and do different things. Well, I I had to go do something and then come back. And I'm sitting there, and it's about 1045, and I've got a meeting to go to or something to go to at 1045. And it's 1015. i got to leave about 30 minutes early. So I'm like – all right, I'm going to grab my keys and go. And I'm like, where are my keys? Oh, no. I literally do like three laps at all of the places I've been all morning. <laughs> my son, in his attempt to help, put my keys in his pocket and took them to camp with him. <gasps> and so like, he got in the car after camp. He's like, Mom, this is urgent. This is urgent. I have my dad's keys. <laughs> this is urgent. It's urgent. <laughs> So, but man, nothing makes me feel so stupid as much as losing my keys. And I just was like, had to go get my spare set from the house and couldn't drive. Anyway, it was awful. Wow, Jay. But it miffed and peed me. Well, but then I was also GMB because my son was really, really, really sweet about it. And he's like, yeah. Dad, I'm so sorry. Were you mad? I'm so sorry. I was like, nah, it's fine. You're just trying to help. And I appreciate it. He's also probably terrified of you. Sounds yeah, like, well, like he's very scared of you. Yeah. A healthy fear. A healthy fear. Yeah. <laughs> uh, that did remind that did remind me of something though, Jay. Uh, so my wife and I are so rich that we have one of those cars <laughs> that has a, a key fob. Yeah. So it's not an actual key. Yeah. And so the thing with that, so you don't really think about it as much. You don't have to get it out. So she just always has it in her purse. So we're driving her car and I'm dropping her off somewhere. 
and she gets out of the car with her purse and the fob's in the in the purse. Well, your car doesn't turn off just because the fob's not near enough. But the next time you turn your car off, you cannot turn it back on. Right. So I go to drop her off at Target or something. <laughs> I'm driving around, get out to get gas or something like that, try to get back in the car. You're Will stuck. not start. Key fob not no. starting. So we have to get an Uber to get the key back to the car. Jay, that like losing your keys, I understand that. Not like having a key fob being spoiled by a key fob is way more embarrassing. You wow. feel very stupid. Feel very stupid. But we are really rich, so at least so, we have that. So what happens when you're rich? Andrew, you're I know, when- uh, I'm not miffed and peeved, so some of you guys have been following my neighbor Ava's story. You can she has like a Facebook group if you um, if you maybe some of you members of that, uh, but anyways, today is her bone marrow transplant day. She's at Children's Hospital downtown. Um, so just uh, pray for her, think about her family today. Uh, it's a big, big day for her. It's kind of the beginning of this long journey. Uh, they're going to monitor her for about a hundred days, I believe, uh, very closely with this transplant. Uh, she had been going through chemotherapy and stuff like that in weeks past. So a uh, big day for her and her family. So keep them in mind throughout today. And then also go to be the match.org and see if you can be a match and help save somebody's life. Uh, that would be great. Uh, make it a great day, everybody. Great weekend. Do it. And we'll, uh, we'll talk to you guys again Monday. Thanks for listening to our pod. Oh, I got to do this. I got to do this. Thank <laughs> you.